podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Old New Borrowed Blue, uh, a Blue Room podcast where we look at everyone's favourite things about Everton. So the premise is basically old is your favourite former player, new is your favourite current player, borrowed, favourite loan signing, blue, favourite Evertonian. Think about Everton, whatever you want can be Everton. I'm glad to say this week I am joined by Laura Gates, uh, a well-seasoned toffee. Um, so we'll get straight, we'll, we will get straight into it. Can we get a seasoned toffee? That wouldn't make sense, would it? Seasoned toffee. I don't know what does that in, what does like that mean? Like I suppose. Oh, they, they should they should start handing those out. That would be nice, wouldn't they? But yeah, up the game. Forget the Everton mints, salted caramel toffees. Um, right, let's jump straight into it. So, who is your favourite old, your favourite former player? Favourite former Everton player, I think, you know, people of my sort of age who've watched Everton are probably a really obvious one and probably one that a lot of people would go for. Um, but I have, in fact, gone for Leighton Baines. You know, he, he, I, I just feel like he's a player you just can't can't go wrong with. You know, you think back of, like, those two West Ham free kicks. There's not We have not had a player since him that could do something like that. Not even close. Um, but I think on like a personal level as well, like I've had the pleasure of meeting him quite a few yeah. times. And he is just a very, very lovely down-to-earth person. Um, and I think quite a lot of people who follow me on Twitter will know as well that I'm massively into my photography. And um, a couple of years ago, I did actually meet him while I was doing some photography with Everton. And um, I got to shoot his portrait, which was really nice. Um and what, what was that then? Was he just was he just knocking about doing photography? Was it like a, a, a like a planned day where people went yeah. to do? I literally um because I know Tony Tony who does the uh, photography at, at Everton. He invited me to come and do um to come and shoot a match day with him. Um, I'm sound. So that was in May, 2017. I think I've actually got the book next to me. So May 2017 against Watford, which happened to be Ross Barkley's last game and last goal for us. Was that the two two start of the season? No, we won we won one nil, didn't we? No, it was end of the season, May 2017. Oh of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, Tony had invited me to do that and sort of before the game and before people have arrived and stuff, you just kind of walk around the stadium and outside in the fan zone and just sort of taking like atmosphere photos and photos of the stadium and in the stands and obviously like the players arrive through the sort of park end you know from the corner where yeah. the away end and the home end sort of meet they arrive through there and there are players arriving and stuff like that and I was taking pictures of them and um I was like Tom Davis and a few others coming through and Lukaku Lukar- at the time yeah Lukaku would have been there um late I don't know what really happened when Leighton Baines came past but he just decided to come over and have a chat um and yeah he started talking about his photography as well with me and he actually pulled out his thing it was an ipad showing me some of his photos and his um like a camera that he's got so i think for me like i that's like a very special like personal memory that i now have and it is a great story i don't actually think i've really shared that publicly before like a few friends and stuff no but i don't think i've ever like fully um spoken about it but always thought when he retired he might do a little bit more i mean he may he may do some more photography and stuff but he hasn't been posting on his 
on his account in a while for his photography, but he is very, very good at it. Yeah, that is amazing that he just sort of like ended up speaking to you. I mean, I was going to say how, because I've never known how to do this if you sort of see a football like in the wild kind of thing. What do you say to them? How do you approach them without sounding like all, I don't know, fanboy or fangirl? Or did did, did he just like see you taking a picture and just sort of came over and started chatting? Yeah, pretty much. He pretty much like engaged first. But, you know, I've, I've had instances where I've met like Tim Cahill and I couldn't speak. But I was younger then, like I met Tim Cahill and I just, in the end, the only words that I get out were, I love you. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think you know, it depends on the player as well. And I think Baines is one of those people who's, he's just so cool, isn't he? We all yeah. know he's just like the coolest footballer you could, like ever. Because he, yeah. if he's a footballer, he's going to be the front man of a band, isn't he? So, well, yeah, just, so he, you, you said Everton is of a certain age, like, yourself would probably say Leighton Baines so Paddy uh, did one with Paddy he said Leighton Baines too and he said probably everyone of sort of that sort of late 20s to mid 30s age range will probably say Leighton Baines as the well, favourite former player one thing spoke to, oh go on sorry I was going to say I won't lie and being honest I haven't actually listened to anyone's episodes yet because I didn't want to try and, probably best not to yeah because yeah, I didn't want to like you know try and be the same or try too hard to be different. I wanted to go with what I sort of felt. And I think, um, yeah, Paddy's slightly older than me. He won't mind me saying, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, I think people in that sort of age bracket probably will. I don't think we've, unfortunately, we haven't had players that have been like, yeah, I absolutely adore him. Okay, maybe maybe Lukaku, but I think it's a different kind of feeling with Lukaku. Yeah. I think we you could probably relate to Leighton Baines more. Lukaku seemed more like a sort of superstar footballer who came in. Leighton Baines, born in Kirby, you know, yeah. played for Everton as a kid before moving to Wigan to sort of kickstart his career because I think he got told by Everton he was too small, which is wonderful. Um, but he's five foot seven, which, as I will attest to, is a, it's a decent height. He told, um, me, he told me I was tall, and I was like, "Yeah, but lad, you're small." <laughs> <That's true. laughs> But what, sorry, one thing I was going to say, I was when I was talking to Paddy about this, that I think the thing that really surprised me about Leighton Baines is that he stayed in football and stayed at Everton. Um, I think when he was retiring, there was talk of maybe LA Galaxy or a move like that, which I thought would have been Leighton Baines just pissing off to LA would have been amazing. Um, but the fact that he stayed and it looks like he could be sort of thinking about management and things like that, that really surprised me because he seemed like he was just a sort of footballer because it was something he was good at. Not something he loved particularly. Um, think, but what, what were your thoughts on that? I think it's one of those things that, like, I, can't, I don't know where it came from or how I know it or whatever, but it was said a while ago, like years ago, that he was quite like a home person. He loved yeah. in and it around. Was, home. I think it was the 2010 World Cup where yeah. he never got picked and Steve yeah. Warnock went instead, which is still yeah, to this day mind blowing. Yeah. It was art because, you know, there's no contest there at all um but yeah I think I think it did stem from that where people are like, yeah he was he's he gets homesick or something but you know at something like LA Galaxy you would think Baines would fit in right there you could see him on like Venice Beach or something couldn't you but yeah I think from my point of view he's just a, he's just a scouser isn't he and he just yeah. wants, he just wants to be home I mean if you I I, I always got the sense that he didn't love being a footy player, but I think he must do, like, you must do some element, because, Christ, I couldn't have stayed at Everton that long if, with how bad 
it's been through the years. But if you love Everton and you love football, then you're gonna stay. You, you're gonna stay, aren't you? If you're happy, then yeah. And as you say, you stayed at Everton. Well, he could have gone elsewhere a couple of well, times, and uh, and he was just a fantastic footballer, wasn't he? He, he was just. Yeah. Um, so you talked about those goals at West Ham. You go all the way through to his last Newcastle that free kick, all the way through to his last goal against Leicester. Typically, yeah. I think he missed a penalty in the shootout, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> One he did. or two penalties yeah. he missed. Um, but I mean, just just like the range of goals he could score, ice cool penalty taker. Yeah, it's pretty good with his assists as well. It, I, I think you know. You think back to those sort of that Leicester game, um, which was was that his actual last game? It feels it, like it. It was his last. Yeah, it was his last goal. Like a, a a cup, wasn't it, at Everton? Yeah. I think that is one of the most upsetting things for me with Leighton Baines is the fact that he was just so good as a forty player, and he never won anything. Yeah. It's such a disservice to him. And I think it's going to be similar, touch wood, with Shea Corbin. Shall we move on to the next one then? It's going to seem- with a lovely little tie in now. That seems it? as good a time as anyway. So probably not a surprise to most of pe- most people who know yet. Probably yep. was a late contender from someone who came in from Burnley quite recently. But your favourite current player is <laughs> Seamus Coleman. Yeah, obviously, I think you know people who have followed me for a long time on Twitter will know that you know I am. Um, a little Seamus Coleman fan girl, and I do get my mates, you know, sort of winding me up and and saying things like, you know, it's only because you you fancy him, and it's absolutely not. You know, it's similar to Leighton Baines, um, completely different style of fullback, really. Um, but he's just a top class player who has ultimately given his all to Everton. Um, and again, it it will be like a crying shame that he will have he could potentially leave having never won anything. But I just think, for me as well, like he is another person that is just top class off the pitch. Um, yeah. And again, that's come from like, I've met him on quite a few occasions. Um, but also when you look at what other people say about him, you know, he is held in such high regard across the game for anyone that's played with him or managed him. Um, you know, for those of people who've listened to Julia's um, BBC um, series as well like you can hear how he comes across in that but also how other people talk about him I think as well like you look at Lampard you know play, you know, maybe he's not a good manager but when Lampard was playing he was a world class midfielder and like some of the things he said about Seamus Coleman Carlo Ancelotti like there are people who were well known well renowned in the world of football and they all ha- hold him in such high regard as a person and as a football player. Um, and I just think, you know, with football, there's not many people like him um, around anymore. And, you know, he's another one that stayed, decided to stay at Everton. He could have had opportunities elsewhere. And you know, look at his roots as well, coming from Ireland and playing Gaelic football. And you can see that in his style of play. And, you know, he just doesn't give up and he does want to give everything for Everton Football Club and he cares. Um, so I think, as you know, I, I think you know we're getting to the end of his sort of playing career now, and I just can't even fathom thinking about it. To be honest, yeah, I think I think that was one of the things that like really upset me about going up the Carabao Cup the mm. way we did, because it, it felt like we we got a really good chance here of getting to a final, and it's going to be the last time we got the FA Cup potentially. Uh, 
that was a really good chance to get to a final again and maybe actually finally win something and see him lift the trophy because I've absolutely no doubt he'd have gone and lifted it no matter who the captain was he'd have gone and lifted the trophy and that's like you know throw it all on the FA Cup now we were talking about this in post-match the other day saying you know do we just write off the FA Cup now or do we go for it for Palace I'm like just go for it keeps the momentum going mm. and you know it is for players like that you want to see him like for all the for all the like the games he's given Everton um, you want to see him get something don't you you know you don't want to see him go the same way as Baines who just like unfortunately never lifted the trophy it's just devastating isn't it like it just feels like you know you kind of go back to that Bill Kenwright phrase of like we've had good times and it's like yeah there have been times when you know you look recently as well where we've won a few games on the bounce okay recently slipped a little bit but like yeah they, that is good that, that is good fun we do enjoy winning games but ultimately like if you're not winning any trophies like it it's almost like what is what is the point in it all um yeah. but yeah, well, from, a fo- from a footballer's angle that I mean that that is it. We, you know, for us, it's different, isn't it? Because yeah. obviously, we all want to see our team lift the trophy. But for us, it's like it's about seeing each other. It's about going to pub beforehand, afterwards, seeing people at the game, going with your family. Yeah. For football, is really, you know, I suppose for some, it's like it's, it's playing for your, you know, your, your boyhood club or whatever. But ultimately, you want to win stuff. Yeah, that, at any level. That's what's interesting, isn't it? About Seamus as well. Like, it Everton isn't his boyhood club. Um, I think his boyhood club was United, wasn't it? Um, but he just has come here, and it was what? How many years ago? Two thousand and nine. He signed, didn't he? First of January two thousand and nine. He did. The six sixty grand, as we all. He played, but up to that point, he played fifty six games for Sligo Rovers and scored one goal. <laughs> so doesn't shock me really, but <laughs> no, he's not known for his goal scoring abilities, but you know. He's a hard he's a hard worker and he's been a great player for Everton. But I think he's just it's happened with quite a few players where they've come in to the club and they either get it or they don't. So yeah. like Neil Mope, for example, didn't quite get it. James <laughs> Coleman got it so much that he's decided to stay here forever. Have his kids over here. They're all little scousers. Do you know what I mean? Like it's he's just fully embedded here now. Yeah, and he, he does he does feel like someone who could one day be a manager. He feels yeah. like he's he's doing his go on. No, go on. I was gonna say he's doing his badges, isn't he? Um, his coaching badges. Um, I'd like to hope he'd stay, you know, similarly to Baines, I'd like to hope yeah. he'd he'd sort of stay on at Everton and 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 coach with us as well. Um I, I just feel like Everton would be for me would be weird without Seamus Coleman, because again, it's like similar to Baines with people of a fans of a certain age like myself well, think of Seamus Coleman as as Everton. Yeah, well when it, when a player's been there that long it does he does sort of become part of the furniture. Really yeah. it's like it's like it's like when Moyes left. But like for a lot of people that was mad because that was kind of the only manager they'd ever known. Well that was me because yeah. I mean well when I was born there was obviously we had different let's not talk about him, but other managers. <laughs> and then for the most part of like what my memory can recall. Yeah. David Moyes. And then there was like no one else. Now, as soon as he left, it was like, the fuck happens now? Yeah. And, it's just and, odd. Yeah. And they've messed it up right the way along. Since since, then. Yeah. Quickly, before we move on to the next one, uh, not known for his goal scoring prowess, he scored 22 goals in 354 games. None better, nor more important, I reckon, than that one yeah. against Leeds. 
from an impossible angle, which yep. was so we're recording he this. He was definitely shooting, by the way. It was not across. Oh, we, there was no one to cross to. Yeah, no one to so, cross to. So he's looked up yeah. and gone, yeah, bang. I and there was, there was a certain Liverpool right back I talked about recently about uh, hitting a shot from an impossible angle that hit the woodwork against Newcastle. Alexander Arnold hit the ball, hit, hit the post against Newcastle from the same angle. And they were all talking about, uh, who was it, Roberto Carlos, players like that could hit them from impossible angles. It's like literally the end of fullback scored from that angle last season. Um, I did but, review that as well. I was in the uh, I was in the park end, I was in your neck of the woods. And it was literally, I was just above the sort of uh, crossbar. And you could see like from that angle, oh, it was beautiful. I knew it was, it was, back of the net it was going, it was going in. Yeah, just, it was like the the ball just sort of got clipped down the line, and he ran into the box, yeah. and then suddenly outside the net, pulled What's that? Was Melier so far off his line as well? Wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he come right out, hadn't he? But yeah, yeah, it was a it was a hell of a goal. And if you know, if there's one thing we remember him for, and it's that, it was crucial. It helped keep us up. So he scored a good goal against Swansea, didn't he? Was that when he like when he went nuts and hit and, hit and the he moved the, the advertising board? Yeah, yeah, he's funny. And, and we, we can't like move on without mentioning what a little narc he is. Oh, he's perfect. He loves the aggro. That's Look. yeah, right into that. You see it all the time. What was it? Oh, oh you you think you're a hard man? Who's <laughs> 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 he doing? Who's he doing that to? Who that to? Oh, is it West Ham? No. Oh, I can't the, remember. It's the one where he's crouched down at someone as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then he's also had a run in with um, Diego Costa as well, hasn't he? Oh, that was funny. That was really yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Was that was a ridiculous game all around, that one. You know, I, I, I very nearly did say James Tarkovsky for sort of a similar reason. Like, I think he's a big knock. Yeah. What's a fucking tackling, but he doesn't come close to Seamus Coleman. No. It's, it, it's his little squeaky voice that adds to it as well. So <laughs> on that Leeds goal, we watched it back last night. And you hear a woe the ball on the halfway line. And you hear him squeal for the ball. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so brilliant. Oh, I yeah. love him. I love what him. a fella. Right, we will move on to Borrowed. <laughs> Who you've got a few here. Um so we'll just go through them. Favourite loan yeah. player. A couple of shout outs and then go on to your, your proper one. I was gonna say, like there's there was a couple for me here, wasn't there? Um because Gareth Barry. Again. Yeah, he was Dave's. Yeah, he 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 came on loan originally, didn't he? But yeah. like, he was one of them. Like, don't fall in love with a loan player. Don't fall. Sorry, have you seen the cheekbones on him? <laughs> Who cut glass with those things? But not only that, he was just class, wasn't he? He was just unreal. Um, and I was just so glad that we signed him on a permanent. Um, and then I think another shout out was for Stephen Pienaar. I know we've done a lot of chat about Leighton Baines, but obviously that classic Baines Pinar link up was just it was outrageous, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Like that left that nothing has come close on that left side since. And I don't think it ever will do. But like I oh, you know, you think back to that sort of era of Everton and that's the main thing that stuck out for me is that what do people call it? Bainar. Yeah. <laughs> um could have been penis, I suppose, but <laughs> I'd never thought of it in that way. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Um, but I think the one I'm gonna go for, and you're wearing his shirt, um was Landon Donovan. Um, he was a player I really wanted us to sign permanently. Um, 
And I think a lot of people at the time from being on Everton Twitter thought the same. Um, you know, I think he came, he signed, didn't he, on loan in January 2010. Yeah. And he actually went on, I think, to win Player of the Month in the same month. Um, and I just loved him straight away. Um, I think LA Galaxy, though, they were just weren't keen on, rightly, I think, on letting him sort of go and, and leave them. Is it a weird thing in America where you, are you contracted to the national team as well? The US Men's MNT or whatever it's called. USMT, MNT, yeah. US Men's National Team, yeah. Have you contracted to them or the club? I, I, I don't know it how it works. It's a weird, weird setup. You do the whole designated players thing. And yeah. He, he was a designated player, I think, at the time for LA Galaxy. And I think rightly so. He was one of their, if not their best player at the time. Um, yeah, so it, it works, but yeah, it was odd. It, if, yeah, because he was at he was at LA Galaxy from 2005-2014. Then he went on three loans. 2009, he went to Bayern, and then he came to Everton. 2010-2012, and then went back. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, making, making the move from LA to L4 must have been like a little bit jarring, especially in January. But he uh, he's another one, isn't he? He straight away took to the club, and the club took to him. It was just yeah. a perfect, perfect well, think- match. He accidentally broke Ashley Cole's ankle as well. Even better. Because I remember being in the when we used to sit in the family enclosure, he'd gone in for a tackle with, with Ashley Cole, both going for the ball. Um it wasn't he didn't even it wasn't a foul time. And I heard the crunch of his ankle because you know when the family enclosure like right at the front, actually heard it and I thought this is brilliant. Couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember that. He, you know, he was quite energetic, wasn't he? he? Was uh, and I think when he came back on loan the following year, I was at Villa away. That was in the January, I think. Villa away, eleven twelve season, and he got the assist for the Victor Victor Anichbi's equaliser quite late on in the game. And I just remember thinking this. He, I just love him. I just remember yeah. being... he, did, he didn't quite have the same impact second time round, did he? No, he didn't. Not as good as the first time round. But I think it's weird, isn't it? Because I think the MLS season stops, doesn't it? And the, they're not playing through December, January, are they? So I think that's probably why they were like... Yeah. So David Beckham did it a few times as well, didn't he? You yeah. Know, to Milan, I think, and things like I that. I think they'd just want a bloody break, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd think so, yeah. But yeah, he, he, is, he is a player that you sort of felt... It would have been nice if we could sign him, but as you said, it might have been a bit. The whole setup was quite weird. Yeah, and I think also, like, I just for me, it's like from a marketing perspective, it's like we'd never really tapped into that US relationship a bit more. No, still don't really. Like, obviously, we have Tim Howard as well, and he does a little bit on like American telly, doesn't he? As like a pundit, but yeah, I just feel like we never we tried a bit more when uh, we signed. James Rodriguez, didn't we? And it was like, oh, we might actually be commercially getting ourselves together here. And then we've never really like Yeah, I think I think the annoying thing about the uh, the American stuff was that we had like a quite a good continuity thing going there. Yeah, we yeah. had Brian McBride, Joe right. Maxwell going back to them, Tim Howard, yeah. Landon Donovan. There was a nice little procession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, and we never yeah. ever really tapped into it. Can we class Jack Harrison now? He's got the weird stacks and going, that fella, hasn't he's, he? Yeah, I just... Oh, he's another one that I just wouldn't... He's a lone player, but I've definitely not fallen in love with him. He's a, he's a strange one for me. He, he he runs a lot, but he gives the ball away a lot. So easily, yeah. Quite wasteful with like, it. 
great that you run a lot, lad. Really appreciate the effort. Really like your ma as well, but... Mm. Yeah. Good eyebrows, though, as well. There is yeah. that. That's true. Right. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll move on to your final one, then. So this is this is basically your favourite blue. Favourite. So previous previous ones we've had, I think Paddy said um, Jodie Comer and uh, Manchester yeah. Metro. <laughs> oh, Andy. Andy Burnham. Name completely escaped me now. Uh, I was thinking Joe Biden, something. Andy Byrne, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, Dave said John Paris. Sorry for the spoilers there for anyone who's not listened to the other ones. But do you're the first one so far to have gone with a family member. So, ah, I thought like people would be a little bit sentimental with it, but Paddy Boyle had gone for Jodie Comer. She's quite nice. Right. Yeah, I think he, I think he did say he was thinking about like his dad and his granddad and that, but. You thought I'd, I'd I'll pick someone famous instead. Well, the first name that came to mind was Les Roberts, but I didn't want to embarrass you. That's <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you know I kind of I didn't have to think about it too hard. Like I'd, famous people to me, like I don't really care about celebrity culture or anything like that. I wouldn't even pick like a an Everton player who who's an Evertonian, like you know. Meh. But I think, you know, for me, like, because like you said before, like being an Evertonian, we kind of, the game is different for us. And we go to see our mates, we go to the pub, we go with family. We, you know, it's all about those like personal sort of rituals with the game, I suppose. Um, so for me, I've gone with my granddad. Um, and I think, you know, for me, I don't have, I, I, my, my granddad passed away, sadly. Um, when I was about 15, 16, no, younger than that, I think, 14, 15. Um, and I think, you know, it, it just kind of makes me laugh sometimes because, you know, when things are, are going uh, terribly with Everton, which is obviously most of the time, I always say to my mum, like, why, why did you why did you do this to me? Like, why? why? And she's like, well, it was your granddad's fault and he's not around anymore, so what are you going <laughs> to do? And I think for me, like, you know, I, I, I do miss him a lot, Um and at the same time, like I am very glad he's the reason I'm a blue. Um, because it sort of makes me feel like I'm still sort of connected to him in a way. Um, and you know, he was genuinely for me like one of my heroes. Um, and I think as well, given that my dad's a red and mum being a blue, that it could have easily so like gone the other way. Um, even if I think, you know, my mum probably would have killed my dad if he tried to force that, force me down that path. But yeah, I think. You know, I'll be forever thankful that my gramps made me a blue. You know, he, he, <laughs> he always used to say, like, I play football as well, and he, he always used to say to me, like, you know, it'll be me playing for Everton one day. Um, and obviously, sadly, that hasn't actually happened. Even though he used to come and watch me all the time, I think he took me to a couple of my um, trials with Everton as well. And, yeah, I think, you know, it hasn't happened, but, you know, my uncle, my uncle, his son, Granddad's son is uh, still convinced at the age of twenty-seven I'll make it forever. You're, so, you're not too old. Delusional, delusional. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the fact that I've had a few trials at Everton and my granddad was there, like when I played at, at Walton Hall Park and stuff. I think I'll I'll take that. Um, yeah. I do miss like he used to come and watch my football of a weekend, then he'd do the dubbing on my boots, like before and after games and stuff like that. It's just like those sort of little things that you sort of miss and it's become like a you know that's one of my favorite sort of memories of my granddad because I don't actually remember I don't have any memories of me and my granddad at the game or at Goodison 
Okay. Which is like, you know, quite sad, but like just the sort of personal stuff around my football and him being like, well, oh, yeah, have it one day. And I yeah, think, I think if anything there as well, that's not, not so much a bad thing because if you've got memories of like being at the game, you kind of share that with lots of people. But when yeah. he's like taking your boots and cleaning your boots, when he's like, you know, taking to Walton Hall Park and watching you play there, that's about you two. Yeah. And that's what's like, that's really nice. That you, nice you've yeah. got those sorts of memories. I didn't realise then. So I know I know your mum's a toffee and like that's why he supports Evan. But your granddad was very heavily involved in this decision as well. Yeah, I think so. That's what my mum says anyway. Like he um, you know, one of my, my other granddad, he he was a red, and I think that's from my dad's side. I think with my mum's side was just so all, always Everton's always been about Everton so there was no other choice my brother's the same like my you know there's two of us and my dad didn't win on either of us <laughs> always fun. yeah so I'm glad I'm I'm thankful for that um but yeah dad grand, granddad made us blue actually, and this 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 is the thing that people don't get is that because like you know we could have had a relatively easy life had we gone the other way you know it would have it would have been all like it would have just been easy, wouldn't it? No, you, you know, what have you got, what have you got to moan about? Not much, yeah. really. But yeah. just couldn't would, contemplate it. It just no. it just doesn't doesn't compute at all. I wouldn't swap any of it either, though. No, same. Would not swap it. Yeah, okay. Trophies are not nice, but the people I've found because of Everton Football Club mean more to me than anything. And obviously, still having that connection with my family and stuff like that as well. That. That means that means more. This means more. But ultimately, <laughs> that's what it's about, isn't it? It is. It's like my dad passed it to me. I passed it to the kids, and every time there's a shit result, we turn around and look at him and like, why? But yeah, really, we wouldn't have it any other way. That's that's a lovely way to finish that. That's uh, I see. I'm glad that you picked your granddad there because I was really hoping for some like Everton family chat because I think like family you know chat, yeah. for all of us, that's what it's about. But as you say, you know, we we've made a massive group of friends from it as well. Like you know. The best people we know are, yeah. are, be, are because of this. Which, uh, Relationships, things like that, everything. It's, you know, I know so many people who've met their partners and stuff because of Everton. And yeah, I think it's just a massive part of it. And I think, you know, obviously now, like we're kind of based at the Denby Castle and on a match day, you can't sort of move around that pub without you, some one of your mates being there. And I, I think that's just such a nice thing to have. Um and yeah, I just I absolutely love it. It is, it's lovely, and you don't you don't get that in any any other aspect of your life, do you? It's like no. you know whatever. It's all yeah. So we that, say that this, sorry, we say this quite regularly, don't we? That the football actually gets in the way of a nice day with your mates. It's it's probably about ten percent of the day, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if you win, it takes on more significance because you want to like you want to keep that feeling going. But if you get beat, you kind of like you're annoyed. You, but you brush it off and get on with it and just enjoy well, it. You go to the pub, get your um, grievances out with your mates, chat it through, and then you go, right, let's draw a line under it and go go, go on, carry on. Yeah, exactly. And it's lovely. Got, got to most of the time, haven't we? <laughs> what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is, that is a lovely way to finish off. Cheers, Laura, thanks for that. Um, just before we go, uh, if anyone does want to get involved in this, um, slide into our DMs at the Blue Room EFC and we'll be in touch. Uh, thanks, Laura. Really enjoyed that. Uh, and we'll catch you on the next Old New Borrow Glue. Sports Social Podcast Network.